The FM Evolution podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? It's Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to another show. I'm excited, as always, to have our friends on from ProFMI, Randy Olson. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, welcome, Sean. Good to see you. Really good to be back with you again here in another month. We're in month eight, I guess, with the uh, with the podcast season here of 2022, right? That's it. I'm excited. And, of course, we have an amazing guest on from ProFMI, Jim Zerbell. He's the chairman at FM Pipeline. Jim, how you doing, sir? Doing fine. Thanks so much for bringing us on today. Outstanding. Glad to have you guys here. As a way of kind of getting started, if uh, you could tell us a little bit about yourselves, that'd be awesome. Uh, Jim, why don't you go first? Tell us about yourself. Sure. Okay. So um, <laughs> related to what we're talking about today, I serve as the chairman of the FM Pipeline team. We'll be talking a little bit more about that and engaging and enlightening and energizing our next gen of FM. And nice. I've got a number of other interests I'm involved in. I'm one of those entrepreneurial people. And this is one of those those facets of, of that world. Outstanding. Love that. And Randy, for those who don't know you and don't know ProFMI yet. Yep. Ha- happy to fill in the blanks here. But first, I'm going to talk a little bit about Jim. Jim's far too humble. You know, I, I've known Jim for, gosh, Jim, we probably met in 2010. And one of the things I love about Jim is his passion around having positive impact on the people and the profession. And as organizations, we share that passion. You know, I love what I do. I love being involved with FMs. I love having that positive impact on on the individuals and the organizations that that utilize our programs. And that's one of the reasons why we we love partnering with with Jim and team over at uh, FM Pipeline. Uh, Pro-FM, we've got the most uh, current, comprehensive, relevant FM training program and credential in the industry today based on uh, global standards, based on the ISO global standards. So I'm excited for the discussion today. I have to tell a little quick Jim story. I think when we first met Jim, it was World Workplace, FM World Workplace in Atlanta. And I believe you're walking around either in a sandwich board or some kind of full <laughs> costume um, advertising. And, you know, I thought, this is a guy I got to get to know. Right. And turns out, you know, we're in neighboring states. He's from the foreign country of Wisconsin. <laughs> um, you know, I reside in the great state of Minnesota. But we have uh, just shared values and shared passion around the industry. So uh, you're far too humble, Mr. Zerbell. I, I love it. You know, um, I, w- I will send you photographs. Um, there oh, are two God. individuals, Kendall McWilliams and and uh, Grant Horn, people out of IFMA, who wore those those poster boards around. They were giant heads of <laughs> our of our mascot, Wiggly Guy and Wiggly Girl. We'll talk about that some other day. That's, oh that's a great cocktail discussion. Yes. <laughs> Well, I am a big marketing geek, so I would love to see that. That looks like a lot of fun. 
And uh, I, I can understand why you'd have to stop and, and talk to Jim about that. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I got to see that. I got to see this. It got people's attention. It did. <laughs> that was effective. <laughs> it's effective. That's right. Well, guys, last month we were, you know, lucky enough to have Eileen McMorrow back on. Uh, you know, she joined Randy and I and we talked uh, about the, you know, 2022 FM training survey. And, you know, one of my favorite parts of the discussion was really around building and retaining, you know, the FM workforce. And we, it's good and super relevant to talk about today because we have a problem, <laughs> you know, and, and so I want to really kind of jump into, you know, talking about the FM talent gap, you know, there's, there's so much I think that we can be doing in FM and we just don't have the people to really make it happen. So Today, you know, I'm really thrilled to have Jim on. Uh, you know, again, he's the chairman of uh, FM Pipeline. Talk with us about, you know, working in the industry with leaders. And, and then, of course, you know, as industry leaders, working with high school students to build excitement around this profession. That, that's what we needed. That's where the juice is right there. And we got to get going on that. I think um, if we don't, we're going to have a serious problem where we're going to have like, Elon Musk dropping in androids to fill people's positions because we're not going to have anyone to do this job. I don't know what, I don't know what's going on, but oh, we do have a thing I wanted to cover. And I don't know if it's something you've heard, but it is kind of a tradition on a show where I'd love to hear what you guys are reading right now. It's kind of a good way for us, uh, audience to get to know you guys. And, and of course, selfishly, I loved adding books to my list. So if you guys got something, I'd love to hear it. Uh, Randy, why don't you start us off, sir? Yeah, absolutely. I, I went uh, fairly simple, but fairly impactful over the weekend. Um, so I finished up a book and, you know, we're, we're changing seasons here in the Midwest. So it's time to get the energy back up. So I reread The Energy Bus this weekend by John Gordon, which I, I just love. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm so pumped up today, along with seeing you two, two of <laughs> nice. my favorite people in the world. So nice. that, that, that was the book this weekend. <laughs> Jim, what about you? What are you reading, sir? It, there's a couple things. One is a recurrent, and one is um, kind, of, kind, of, kind of coming around the second time. And what I'm reading right now is Boards That Make a Difference. Um, Peggy McCarthy, my co-founder, actually gave this to me about a year ago. And that had to do with, with uh, the, our need to expand the board. So that's been a pretty interesting book, re- reminding us that Boards can often get mired in the in the the daily grind of tactical stuff that they're not supposed to be involved in. Boards are designed really, if they do it right on the national level, they're designed to dream and share with everybody else what we think the outcomes ought to be. So that's been kind of good. And then on uh, audiobooks, I've been listening to M Zero Eighty Aviation's uh, Pass Your Check Ride, and it's a recurrent kind of thing for young, low time, low hour pilot people. Um, to kind of remember what you got to do on a regular basis, all the detail work behind it. Two things. Good books. I want to add those to my list. I am, uh, what am I currently reading? I mean, I've been going through so much. Gosh, I've, there's a bunch in here. Change your brain, change your life. I just finished that. And I'm looking for, I've been going through a lot of John Maxwell content because I have full access to everything John does. And he's always good. And so that kind of keeps me going, keeps me going on the, on the leadership stuff. Cause boy, I tell you, if someone, that guy's a guru in leadership, it's so good. He's such a good speaker. If you've ever seen him speak, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I love him. So good books, guys. We'll add those to the list. Well, let's jump in on this. Let's start up by talking about 
the problem that we're facing that that really so many organizations are facing right now is that essentially we just can't find the people, the right skills to fill our facility management jobs. So Randy, why don't you, what, what, kind of what's your situation right now? What's your feedback? What are you seeing in the field? Yeah. So I think, I think there's three things, Sean. So uh, first of all, if the listeners are not subscribed to FacilitiesNet, so there's a great resource out there called FacilitiesNet that NFMT, the folks that put on the live trade show, that's their daily sort of newsletter out to the industry. And there's so much value in it. Last week, there was an article from a VP of facility management at Northwest Mutual Life in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And the the series they're beginning is what's keeping you up at night. And the number Mm. one thing in his list was people. So I feel like during the pandemic, we've lost a lot of good people. We've lost a lot of good experience and expertise. And I'm not finding the people to fill that pipeline. So I've got gaps. So that that's number one. And that's a real world kind of example of that. You touched on, Sean, earlier, our 2022 Training Outlook Survey. And Mm -hmm. annually, we do this survey. We survey uh, global facility managers and get feedback around a number of areas. One of the things that bubbled the top this year is that 54% of employers expect to have open positions this year. And they're going to have a hard time filling those was the feedback from that. So over half the organizations globally are have open positions. And then 60 66% of people that work in the profession are have looked or are looking for a different job, right? And the reasons why they're looking is, you know, sometimes it's just fun to change, but also the organizations that invest in their people that provide professional development are where they want to be. So they want to grow. They want to be better at what they do. They want to gain that confidence. They want to gain that credibility. So folks that invest, that's where they want to land. So we've got a problem. You know, in, mm. in back in Atlanta, Jim, in 2010, we talked about the retirement yeah. problem that was looming. It's happened. It continues to happen. And the pandemic exasperated that. You know, hence the article from uh, from Facilities Net and Northwestern Mutual Life and the reason, one of the reasons why Jim's work is so valuable to the FM industry. Yeah, I, I appreciate that specifically. You know, as, as you suggest, a really long time ago now, we identified that this was going <laughs> to be a problem. And I'll just share with you real quickly, uh, the impetus for our program, I'll describe this a little bit further later. Our program started, we, we had created a college program at Madison College in Wisconsin. And uh, that college called us and said, hey, you know, love what you've done, but there's nobody in your program. And we thought to ourselves, well, we need to figure out a way to to populate this program. We created a couple of liaisons and those liaisons failed. And we learned some real, some of the real critical factors that turned out to be problems in, in, to this industry, to this environment. And that was a huge impetus for our creation. And also, you know, let's, let's say this, the problem exists everywhere in the built environment. The FM space is where we're concentrating, but I contend that until this is solved, and our program represents a scaled ma- manner to do that, that uh, this could invari- invariably be the built environment's problem of the century. It's big. It's a real big issue. Wow, man, I don't. I don't even know where to start. I mean, so essentially, it seems like, you know, we're all coming to the realization right now 
that we're not going to find the exact person with the exact skill set. It's just not there right now. So, or really the experience that we're looking for. So what do you guys think is the solution? Where do we go from here? Yeah, and, and I'll hop in there, Sean. And you and I had this discussion out at the Connects conference. Um, yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago, but it was it a year ago <laughs> in, uh, in, in Long Beach. And, um, you, you know, we, in talking to employers there and in talking to folks that are hiring people, more and more they're hiring potential and looking to coach them up. So how do we get, you know, really good individuals that can critically think and think through problems? And then get them effective through experience, but get them effective through effective training programs as well. So, so that that's what we're hearing. And I, and I think you and I even had a discussion specific to your business, and that you could grow, you could you know you could geographically grow. It's it's a fundamental problem to find the right people to grow with. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's been our challenge. I mean, we have the getting the the relationships and the work. You know, we've been doing this for thirty years. We we've got all that. It's just really now trying to get that scale to work for us. And, and it's really about finding the right people. And it's just we're running into the same thing everyone else is. And there's just they they don't exist. They're like unicorns right now. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to find them. Yeah, no kidding. But they're out there. So, you know, I'm not I'm not sure how we solve exactly. But Jim, what's your thoughts? Well, I I, I would agree also, I would contend that that, that high number of, of FM professionals that are looking at different careers or different jobs, different employers, tells me those two things, as Randy suggested. One, they're looking for organizations that value them, help train them, help, help them keep current, right? And it also re- reminds us that if we continue to do the same thing over and over again, which is also known as the definition of idiocy, that all we're going to do is create this revolving door. And the revolving door is, it's happening. Of course, COVID yeah. exasperated that. We saw that. So I think I might delve into to what we're doing um, on a scaled basis to, to solve this. And I think um, first, Randy, I think I might delve into the notion of attributes. You know, when, if, if we continue to do that, as I said, um, and hire the, the, the next person, Mary or, or Bob from where, what, whatever other company, we aren't doing anything to better the, the, and, and raise the level for all boats, right? And so we saw this as, as a need to create a scaled model to, to solve a, a sizable share of this problem. The fact is that you know, there, are, there are issues. Um, first off, let's, let's be fair that the only place, there are, there are incremental things, but the only place where we're going to find a true organic pipeline of talent that keeps coming over and over and over again, the only big organic pipeline out there is high school and middle school and grade school. Sorry, you can talk about all the other things. There's great things. There's, there's working with vets. They have great shops and they will, they, they make a huge difference as adults and they can enter that pipeline at a later point and get trained up through Pro FM and get certifications, et cetera. That's good. Our program works in that high school space because we saw that without the egg, chicken or egg, chicken or egg, we're the egg. Without the egg, we got nothing. We're going to continue to do the same stupid thing we've done over and over again and dream for someone with all sorts of chops or that's trainable, that's been in it or whatever. And then the, the company down the street is going to be looking at that person the moment we hire them. All right. So our program is a scaled solution. And 
we ran into these problems of, of in the high school space, if we're going to create something that, that populates these further programs out, we better have something that is solid. And, and our first iterations of this failed. And they failed because every school board is different. And every school board runs a different high school or middle school. You mm. name it. So it's really wild and varied. We can we can go into you know career exploration classes. We can talk to them and say hey, FM is great, and we'll feel really good about ourselves. But no student will ever come out of that as a program. And so what we did is we determined that we needed a partner that we could we could work with who is successful in the space. And and those partners are CTSOs, Career Technical Student Organizations, or high school clubs, high school jacket clubs. I think a lot of you and, and I can, can remember whether we were or our friends were in some sort of a high school or middle school jacket club. It could be Future Farmers of America, Skills USA, DECA, Future HOSA. There's a bunch of them. And um, we primarily work in the Skills USA space, which is a technically oriented, built environment leaning organization. There are 400,000 students in that organization. And now, post COVID, it is growing like a hockey stick. And it's important that we be nice. doing that. So here, that's the key critical factor there. The students are already there. They already lean our way. So we sit atop this, this giant wellhead of, of talent. And our job is really comparatively simple. Our job is to basically build out the pipeline for that talent to come into this industry. We've worked diligently for years and years to hone our program, which is a basically a com competitive event that introduces the high school student to the, to the, the, the career of facility management and its related, related uh, work. That includes three parts, by the way. It's a three-part competition, thus it's called the Facilathon. And that includes a 50-question <laughs> common-sense test. You know, questions like, you know, hey, if the lights go off in the gymnasium and none of the switches work, where do you go next? Most high school students will say, oh, the electrical box or the breaker box or the fuse box in a, in a day gone by, right? They get that. And then they also get a, a case study that they get to read for 15 minutes and write some notes down. It's a story about a building or a property or something, and something's going on. You know, maybe there's construction or... Maybe there's uh, some sort of event going on that they have to deal with people or something. Who knows? And they get to get, give their ideas to the instructors um, and the, the judges that are, are actual real facility management people that get to see this, which, by the way, lathers up the judges. You go to one of our events and you will come back tired, smiling, and want to come back again. And then the third part is what our students are always on fire about, and they tell their friends about it, and their friends come in and, and compete in it the next time, and that is the FM challenge. So it's the third part, and the FM challenge is an emergency in the building we just talked about, and the, the students love it. That is what they all come back and say, yeah, they just threw it at me. I had to figure out what we had to do, and we called the fire department, and we, uh, we, we got the cleaning crew out there, and and all that jet fuel's gone now. They get, they really get lathered up about it. And I accordingly do as well. So our program uses that along with a career marketing message. And our career marketing message actually exists in a relative vacuum. Remember, we're, we're hack marketers. And so 
with that in mind, if you find a place where there is no marketing, you put your marketing there as often as you possibly can. And that's what our program does. Yeah. So it's these two things, a, co- a competitive event that really helps an under- a student understand what the career and what the job is like. It's different every day, but there are certain things you need to do in it for, for you to understand it. And the, the Facilithon competition does a great job of that. And then along with the career marketing program, it induces more and more students across the country to join this program. Our program currently is running in 13 states, um, and it is growing like a hockey stick as well. We expect this year, because it is now a national demonstration event, we will probably be in somewhere somewhere moving toward 20 states this next year. And then, and once again, another big leap there the next year thereafter. So that is how the program has grown and who we're working with. So uh, we've given out over 74 scholarships. Um, we've, we've had over 500 unique competitors in this program. And we sit atop a really big wellhead ready to burst. There's some work that's got to be done. And we would love you to engage us as volunteers to help us build out that pipeline. Hey, there's nothing better than having a wellhead of talent right below you and working a little bit to figure out how I can get the hose to, to, to spray all over my garden, right? Um, that's what we're, we're asking you um, as facility management professionals and those that are, that are vendors and employers to enjoin us uh, in our 501c3 to do this. And, and let's, let's also be, be clear, we are a charity. We are doing this out of the goodness of our own hearts to fix, to solve your and our problem. I love that, man. And this is actually a perfect spot for me to take a quick break. We're going to thank our sponsors and then we'll be right back. This episode of FM Evolution is brought to you by ProFM. Earn your ProFM credential to elevate your FM knowledge and skills to receive the recognition you deserve. Visit us at profmi.org slash evolution. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. For, for those who are kind of joining us halfway through here, we are with our friends over at ProFMI. Randy Olson is with us, and then our good friend Jim Zerbell, who's the chairman of FM Pipeline. And Jim was just finishing up explaining a little bit about FM Pipeline. He gave us a full overview of the program. And uh, it's such a cool thing. I mean, you know, we're really talking about building industry partnerships here and, you know, where places where students can really become the employee and become a lifelong learner. And I think that's amazing. It brings me images in my mind's eye of shop class and things that I got to do as a kid that my kids just don't have exposure to, you know, they're, my son went through robotics and he's building, you know, programs in school. And, you know, I got the opportunity to do construction uh, management which gave me at a very young age, the opportunity to get exposure to trades. And I think that's where we're missing the boat right now, Randy and, and, and Jim. And, and so something like, you know, Jim's program here, that's amazing for being able to bring that back to students. And as a charity, it's insane. It's just a, such a really cool thing. Now, Randy, where's the next step? So if students get from really to the high school level through this program, then it comes like certification programs like ProFMI, yeah, right? Absolutely. And thanks for that, Sean. So, so Jim, you know, mm-hmm. really laid out nicely the process here. And, 
and it, it, it's just striking the the emergency you got to solve. So clearly, it's awesome. These young people have the ability to critically think, you know, at a at a at a reasonable level. So then, as we move them into their professional life, they need to take the next step of that, and that's where programs like ProFM factor in. So you know, ProFM. So we talked about this training outlook survey earlier, where we asked the industry, you know, what do you see in today? What are the what are the trends? What are you seeing from an employer and employee standpoint, from an industry standpoint? When we built the program, we did the same thing. We said, what do you need? What does the industry need? How would you like that delivered? And we built that program to match those needs based on those global standards. So this program encompasses everything that the facility manager needs to do on a daily basis across all the uh, technical and functional skills. And then the soft skills, those communication skills, those innovation skills, the ability to collaborate, you know, sustainability. How do I uh, factor in triple bottom line as I work through a problem? So that takes that those key critical thinking skills that already exist and were demonstrated in that program, and it builds on those and it, it enhances those. And they build confidence. They build credibility. They're able to deliver better solutions back to their organizations. And one of the things I love about what I do is we not only get to do this at a macro level, so we got a macro level discussion, but we get to talk to the individuals that go through our program and the and the positive impact that it has on them and their organizations. So what does it deliver back? What is the ROI back? So, you know, hmm. we've got a, a really good board member, member John Heideck who formerly was from Penn State, who's now at Sodexo. You know, a guy runs a mile a minute. And he, um, in our last session at NFMT, told the audience, you can't afford not to do this. There, you have to invest in your people, whether you're going to go elsewhere, you're going to uh, lose opportunities to deliver better service to your organization. So for a small investment, invest back in them, enhance those critical thinking skills, build the knowledge, skills, abilities, and behaviors needed for facility managers today and into the future and build your organization for the path forward. So that's my, uh, that's my take. I love it, man. My question is, is how do we get the FM community as a whole, especially the leaders to get together with guys like Jim and guys like Randy to give back to their communities, to continue to enhance, you know, that education level. And get people involved. Like, are you are you seeing people from FM jump in, Jim? I'm I'm sorry. Are you seeing Are you seeing leaders? Are you seeing FMs jump in to help? Are Thank you seeing you. them volunteer? Like, what 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 are you finding? Or is it just you leading the charge out there? <laughs> no. <laughs> in fact, this is probably a good Scott spot for me to also um, thank a, a number of the people on our board and our national team. My, who used to be my co-director, who is now our national director, Carolyn McGarry, also known as Wonder Woman McGarry, a pro FM, uh, a, a number of other credentials as well. There's a, there's a number of folks that, that were, are involved in our organization. And this, this represents actually an opportunity for you if you're in industry or for, for that matter, if you're a college and you have built environment programming, you need to join us because we represent this raw talent pipeline. And, and Randy, also, I would, I would also dovetail to what you were talking about training people up. Our program actually uses attributes um, to engage those students and those students identify with themselves and say, hey, I got those attributes. I want this job. 
That is why we have, you know, engaged, enlightened, and energized students. So there's there's a number of great people on our on our team and on our board. Uh, uh, Sharon Harrington, um, Peggy McCarthy, my co-founder, David Reynolds, uh, Ken Stevenson, Anthony Cochran, uh, Tim Zacharias, Nigel Phillip, George Alvarado, Lindsey Brackett, Beth Foshing, David Trask, Craig Robinson, uh, Rich Finelli, Susan Herther, Sharon Johnson, Jennifer Olson. Our coordinators are champions across the country and tons of volunteers in every state. Honored to have those people there. This is an opportunity for you as an employer or as a vendor that, that wants to let your, your constituency and your customers know that you care. You actually know what the real pain point is. This is the real pain point. All right. And uh, if, if you join our team, uh, you've got an opportunity to help craft that pipeline. Go to fmpipeline.org, or you can call Carolyn or myself, 612-426-7227. All right, guys. Fill the gap. That's what we're going to do. We're going to fill that gap. I love it. All right, Randy. Well, we're going guys, we're going to wrap up. I mean, we could continue to go on this. There's more to cover, but definitely have you guys back on. I want to hear about this. I would love for people to uh, be able to connect with you guys. So we'll get the information, Jim, and the show notes for you. Randy, for those who are trying to engage ProFMI, ProFMI.org. Yeah, ProFMI.org. Pretty simple. A lot of good resources out there. <clears throat> There's actually a tool called Map Your Gap. So determine how you line up against the ProFM body of knowledge. So those 24 things that every FM should be competent in. So that that's available. A lot of other good uh, videos, tools, ability to learn more about the program. ProFMI.org. Awesome, you guys. Well, listen, I, I think between the two of you and the organizations you're in, we can fix this. Like we, you know, as, as an FM community, as leaders, we can jump in, we can fill this gap. But it's going to take a lot of people. Uh, and, and Jim, you mentioned a bunch of people who are giving their time at this organization. Great opportunity. You know, thank you to all of those guys who are putting in time. Because honestly, if if it's not us, you guys, who is it going to be? You know, so it just we just kind of had to jump in. And everyone who's listening, if you guys can jump in and and learn more about these organizations and be able to connect and help students learn about FM, it's going to change the world, man. I promise you guys. Thank you so much, Jim, for being on the show. And Randy, as always. Always a pleasure, Thank you, Sean. sir. Always a pleasure. Love having you guys on. For everyone who's listening on your favorite podcast platform, hey, do not forget to hit subscribe and like us on there. If you want to hear some more content about education or, or construction or facilities, whatever it is you're looking for, leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. And then, of course, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget hit the little bell so you get notifications for great content coming from our friends over at ProFMI and people like Jem Zerbel over at FM Pipeline. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you on the next show. This episode of FM Evolution is brought to you by ProFM. How do your FM skills measure up to the global standard? Try our free Map Your Gap self-assessment at profmi.org slash evolution.